How do you pronounce your last name? Gorgeous? Uh, uh, gorgeous? No, Gor- no, 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 no. Uh, Borges. Borges. I'm kidding. It used to be Borges, um, and then right, right around when I was 20, I, f- dis- I studied and discovered what the origin of the name was, and then to, you know, honor my father and his family and my ancestors before me, I decided to pronounce it the correct way. Borges. 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 Excuse me. Yeah. Borges. Yeah. Borges. Mm-hmm. Desmond Borges. Mm-hmm. First of all, thank for coming. On, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, season three—that's a big thing. Yeah, I mean, for a show to continue on, like you know, get past the pilot, go on to season one, season two, season three is great. And uh, your character, uh, Greg, correct? Edgar. Uh, Edgar. Excuse Edgar. me. Edgar. Greg. Greg, Greg, Greg it's Greg. early. It's early. It is early. I've been up <laughs> since early. five. Uh, so we, be- we better have oh, some Huberts. <laughs> yeah, you want to intro that? Uh, I already did <laughs> on Facebook. You didn't do it on the. I swear to God, I did it. No, on Facebook. I'll do it again because I love Hubert. We didn't, we didn't do it for the show. Oh, for uh, the actual yeah. podcast show. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Why, we, why we are here, uh, ladies and gentlemen? If you'd like one of the best, if not the best tasting uh, lemonade, try Hubert's lemonade. No, seriously, they are our lemonade sponsor, and we I actually really like them. It's uh, all naturally flavored. Mm. Nothing artificial in no. here. All it's, love. It's got plenty of pulp. This one's and great. And it's got pulp. It makes me think like, you know, your grandma or your grandpa like made it for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like that. Mm. I don't think anyone ever made lemonade for me. No? Like, not like real lemonade. Did you ne- not, mm. not, you, you didn't go to like a lemonade stand like <laughs> down the street? Like there was like, <laughs> you, a, know? A, 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 you know, one, one of your friends were like, oh, 10 cents. My mom was always <laughs> like, oh, like she'd go up and we'd like buy lemonade from a lemonade stand. And she'd just, like drive down the street. She'd be like, just dump it out. <laughs> you don't know what kids do to it. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, yeah, you grew up, you grew up in the 80s though, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. We didn't. That, that's when they were putting razor blades and shit in our candy for Halloween. I just oh, want to yeah. see like a cup of like lemonade with razor blades in it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's such a weird thing to you know like find pleasure in giving kids razor blades i would say that is the function of a not fully formed brain there you go i mean i, I get mean. it but <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. not no kidding uh i just came back from chicago mm. and you are from chicago chi-town chi-town what a lovely city oh uh, thank you we were just talking about this earlier. i take ownership for it <laughs> good you should yeah. there's a lot of stuff shooting there right now there is and it's wonderful I know we were speaking about it earlier, but um, there is the Dick Wolf Empire going on there, which and, is wonderful. And, and the also the other empire. The yes. Fo- the Fox. Fox's empire. Fox's empire oh, as that's well. Other two. Empire yeah. do. It's, uh, <laughs> it's wonderful because it's not only creating jobs for Chicago actors, um, but just jobs in general. But I did read an article this morning that because of the – influx of material like in terms of like mm. uh, tv shows on amazon and all these other series all the web series stuff streaming services that viewership for a lot of like the network shows and uh, the cable shows um has gone down a little bit so mm. the price you know for advertisers they can charge is going down so a lot of uh, guest star roles are just getting scale rate or day player rate, so the the it's harder for actors to make a living off acting. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think one of the the greatest things about uh, what John Landgraf quoted as peak TV, right, um, uh, a, a summer and a half ago, is that we we have more opportunity for uh, a, a wider range of stories to be told than we've ever had via 
multiple sort of platforms. It's giving uh, amazing opportunity to writers and actors of color and and women in general. There, mm-hmm. are, you know, I mean, I, we we see the numbers aren't where they should be, but they are steadily progressing in the right direction. You know, right. but at the same time, when you have that that many pools and like pots of boiling all around, like basically it's like, well, we're going to produce this show for this amount of money. And we used to give X dollars to people, but you know, we can only give Y dollars now and it's either going to be you or it's going to be someone else who's going to do it. Absolutely. And the thing is like, if you're on, you know, if you're getting onto one of these uh, Amazon or this Netflix or even on the cable shows where like the stories are really starting to become super saturated niche filled and and fully fully fleshed out you know you're going to be taking a pay cut from what you would on cable but you're getting to tell better stories so there's a definite trade-off and as as an artist you know as long as i have enough to feed myself my family and put a roof over my head i'd rather be telling the better story right and i think that's uh, it's it's getting harder to do that though you know what i mean um, even like just making enough money to get the uh, SAG health insurance <laughs> is like extremely difficult. They are merging the. the they are uh, soon January seventeenth or something like that. So yeah. I mean that'll that'll help. I just switched from I switch I, because sometimes I'll like work a bunch of after shows. Thank God I'm working, which I'm very appreciative of. But it's really funny how like I'll switch six months after. And then I'll book like a SAG show and be like, no, I want that SAG one because it's just yeah. a little bit cheaper and it's it's about the same in terms of if something happened to me. So I'm like, right. I'll just take the cheaper um, thing. But it's good that they're merging them finally um, because it is kind of confusing how we're one union. Yet. Well, I was, I've been so confused ever since the merger happened. Like all of a sudden, like you're both taking dues from me, but I'm not getting the reciprocal effect when it comes to right. my insurance weeks, you know, like I, I don't know. I don't know why it's taken so long. I'm sure there's a lot of red tape, but I feel like we were being penalized for working after jobs instead of SAG jobs, mm. even though both of them were still taking our money plentifully. It's very interesting. There's, the there's a lot of questions that I have. And actually I've talked to Jordan about this before. I'd like to get the, um, SAG president in here or uh, and just kind of talk about like Gabrielle uh, yes <laughs> um, and talk about um, like you know just all the questions that that I have for and the people have like why sure. does it take so long to like for this process to happen why didn't it all happen at once and because I think that's important to know especially when you work in a uh, in a field like this um, Oh my gosh! I just blanked out. The, <laughs> it's the, like Paul played his agenda. It's, it's, it's Paul. Radio. Radio. Yeah. No, seriously, it's it's been really weird. Have you ever you you travel for work? I'm assuming, right? I do. I do. I'm actually hopping on a flight uh, later this afternoon to go back home to go back east. Okay, yeah. great. Congrats. Thank you. For a project, I'm assuming. Or no, no, just... we 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 wrapped season three Friday night. Oh wow! Okay, mm-hmm. so you're mm-hmm. going back to catch up with family time and going back home. Yeah, that's to great. Uh, my wife and my little boy. Oh, that's great. Man. Yeah. That must be tough then, like being away, especially was, if you have a wife and a child. Yeah, it was incredibly tough this year, especially because you know um, he was just born in July. So oh. it's been it's been a lot of uh, uh, back and forth. Like if I have three days or four days off in between shooting, right. I'm on a flight last minute back to New York and then coming back to shoot. So it's been, I mean, you, you know, um, artistically this season was amazingly fulfilling. Um, and uh, I'm super excited about that. And personally, like the best things for me and for my life have happened in the past year with me getting married and my wife and I 
buying a house and now we have we have a little boy um you know i mean it it's like a, a colliding of the two of the greatest things that could be happening with me yeah you know in and out of the business at the same time and um i have found it it's 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 there are way more balls being thrown up in the air than i imagined it would be six yeah. months ago before before he was born um and it's probably the hardest goodbye i've had to do three times now three or four times or whatever it is Ugh. it's just you know i mean they're you, you first get there and they're just so small and they're so helpless and my wife's absolutely amazing and she's 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 uh i mean it i i can't even say enough about just how amazing of a mother and a wife she is and it's just it's like I go back and he's changed a little bit and she's been there with him changing and it just like kills me. But luckily we got the FaceTime, you know, yes. so we, we, we've, we've been utilizing that yeah. uh, quite enough, but you know, it's, it's, it's time to get back home. I just want to be there and hang out with him all day. And is that motivation for you whenever you're on set to do like just killer work? Like yeah. Yeah. Two, two takes and I'm out. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know, I mean like the, the, the thing is, I love telling stories and I love telling good stories and I'm very, very, very privileged to be able to be telling a story where I'm giving voice to the voiceless on You're the Worst because basically we're telling a completely different vet story than than has ever been told on TV through the eyes of Stephen Falk, through the dark comedic lens that is You're the Worst and that is Edgar. And I feel like we're finally giving a lot of people um, opportunity to see themselves in a way that they haven't seen themselves portrayed on television before. So that's that's very, very important to me uh, right. as, as, as an artist. And at the same time, I feel like I'm making, you know, um, my, my, my family proud by by taking that step step forward and engaging in those interactions and conversations that come right. from that, you know. Um, but at the same time, there's just a big part of me that just wants to oh, hang out and uh, cuddle that little guy. <laughs> uh, there, there's something that that you just said, uh, the telling stories aspect. So a few months back, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, like what what is the purpose of me being an actor? Let's just get back to the basics. And I'm telling stories so people can be in, you know get entertained by it or learn something from it and create a positive thing from the, from that bit of wisdom or whatever lesson. And I was praying and, I, I, you know, it doesn't matter what your religious beliefs is, but for me, I was, I was praying to God and I was saying, okay, I really hope that with this career path I've chosen, with this craft, I'm able to book characters that I can really closely connect with and be able to tell a story that kind of, that, that creates some type of discussion, you know, mm -hmm. like, or, or, or shows like, like you're saying with, the, with your character, um, a different side mm -hmm. to it. And um, I think it's it's such an amazing experience when you do book that 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 next project, and it is like that. Um, man, I, I I I just really thankful because I just came back from Chicago, and this role that I was playing, it was like that, and I was like, oh, sh this is what I wanted. Yeah. This is what I wanted, and this is why I'm bringing it up. That layering process. Uh -huh. Uh, with the writing, I got to read the whole script, and I was like, "Oh man, this is totally different from my self tape." Right. So it was a really interesting way I had to layer this this human being, and I get to really focus on it. For your character, uh, he's suffering from PTSD, uh -huh. and why is this story different from 
of the other stories that have been told about people. Uh, well, you know, f- I mean, for the most part, we, you know, I mean, there have been interesting uh, depictions of it. Uh, what's his name on Enlisted a couple of years ago? That was a really inter- uh, uh, um, uh, interesting depiction. And then um, uh, on the un- Unbreakable Kimmy, Sh- Kimmy Schmidt, I think that they just, this past year, <laughs> she's yeah. kind of suffering from it, which is very interesting because it was a completely different take on it as mm. well. But, you know, I think overall throughout the years, we've seen, you know, there people who are suffering from mental health issues aren't just looking to burst out and beat the shit out of somebody in Best yeah. Buy like at any given moment. They're real normal people. They go to the movies. They, you know, they go to the mall. They mow their lawn. They go get their cars fixed. Like the 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 thing that's hardest for them that I think our society um, fails to consciously accept and 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 help is that we're dealing with people who have a very strong understanding of what they were like before they were ever diagnosed with PTSD and before they were ever starting to take treatments and they're constantly battling with that that person inside of them where with 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 who they are and what they are now all they want to be is what they were before this happened right and Statistically speaking, we have not found a way for within the treatment for mm-hmm. that to actually happen. So they have to settle for what's the next best thing in front of them. And not all the time do they get the, the, the thing that corresponds the best with them. You know, I mean, the, the, the VA, while it's an amazing, amazing organization, is desperately underfunded. Which and is astounding to me it, it's, with the amount of money we put into war itself. Yeah. You know, and like the thing is, it's like it's it's funny because I think we comment about it a lot on the show. But it they we um, um, uh, I, I had a line this season about how civvies feel super uncomfortable, uh, uncomfortable with vets. So they pretend like we don't exist. And it's it, it's painfully, painfully true. You know, I mean, we we send these young men and women over to fight to protect our country, to do things that I don't think I would ever have the guts or the courage to be able Mm. to do. And then they come back and we give them a one size fits all cocktail of shut up pills and tell them to go fucking hang out in a corner or go to San Diego or go to Minnesota or wherever it, you know, wherever their placement of them wanting to be. And then just kind of ask them not to be involved in society anymore. And like we should be taking better care of them and giving them every opportunity because of what they've missed out on, the life that they've missed out on, the family that they've missed out on while they were over there protecting us and giving us the ability to have the freedom to do cool shit like go to Chicago and shoot a show, yeah. you know? And um, it, I mean, it's just so... I think that answers. I don't... We're, I, no, I, we're just I, talking. I went, I'm sorry. I I'll be honest with you guys. I'm, I'm a little... We're talking about everything here, and yeah. I'm I'm still not uh, the whole reason I'm uh, coming back from traveling, which is only a two-hour time difference. But I'm still trying to like settle mm-hmm. in, and my my brain is <laughs> feeling like everywhere at once right now. And I apologize to our listeners if you feel like <laughs> the conversation is going everywhere. But I think it's good. I'm enjoying your company, so Thank that's you. all that counts. <laughs> well, I think it's a really interesting uh, depiction too, because you don't like. I was I, I'm a huge fan of the show. Uh, it's really interesting when you watch something like that and you think about like when. Uh, you like throw the pills, like throw pills out and stuff like that. Um, you you kind of just feel like, oh, when is he gonna go to that tipping point? Like because of all of the, all of the ways that it's been mm-hmm. uh, shown in other projects in the past, you expect this 
like ridiculous outbursts or like something violent to happen. And it's but like that's I think that's one of the beautiful things about the show is that you guys take something and just flip it on its head. Like mm-hmm. the, even with like Gretchen's depression mm-hmm. and like and, like I think those two storylines are like the most interesting to me because you want to see what's like what these people are going through and, and, and amidst something that is so like so comedically <laughs> not not a bad word but like awful like like yeah. some like the way that they treat each other is like hilariously awful and i love that part of the show but the way that those stories develop and the way that your character um is trying to do his very very best with like um his relationship while he is trying to cope with that and no one seems to understand it yeah. it's just so it's so it hits the nail on the head but, yeah oh no no i was just gonna say like i was telling you earlier it's like a macabre uh, dark humor to it yeah. and it's just it's it's Love funny it. at face value but then you 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 get into watching it and you're like oh wow these people yeah are it's, really... the, it's the genius twisted mind of stephen falk you know i mean he really <laughs> has an amazing way of of seeing the world and how people interact with mm. each other and themselves in the world and you know i i i think with the sort of uh uh, uh generational issues we're dealing we're, we're dealing with now how they're i think think the gaps are growing really wide and there's just Mm. i think everyone has adhd now you know what i'm saying i don't think you you know what i'm saying i think it's just instilled in everybody i i'm still i'm sure you can still be treated for it and some people would call it a disorder but i just kind of think that's that that that's how it goes now like none of our children don't know how to have multiple things surfaces tablets things going on at the same time and if you do just give them one thing they're completely bored by it do you think the diagnosis creates a, st- a stigma in that person's mind? For instance, like a, a veteran, like if they go to a doctor, you know, they're ex- experiencing extreme levels of anxiety or stress or they, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they, they get freaked out or what, whatever it is or emotional up and downs. And when they go see a doctor and the doctor's like, yeah, you have PTSD, you know, or however they say it. Um, do you think that ch- like – all of a sudden there's this like veil that <laughs> enshrouds that person mentally and they're like, oh shit. Yeah. How am I going to get out of this? There's no like, boom, easy cure for this, obviously. No, well, you know, I think you start seeing the things that you just thought were real life and then, you know, obviously start questioning like, is this me or is this just of the part of my brain that isn't functioning mm. as well as it used to? And then oh shit, I just spent two hours thinking about why my brain wasn't functioning. What the hell just happened in front of me? I just basically walked through life for two hours not being present, not kind of being in the moment. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I had my physical this past year and they put like the, the, the things on me to like check all my whatever and you're like laying down and the machine whatever wasn't reading my heart. It said that I didn't have a heartbeat. Mm. And I knew that wasn't true because I was alive and I was speaking and I was breathing. But I had to come back next week and the whole time I was like, fuck, what the fuck's up with my heart? <laughs> like I'm inside. I'm like I'm I I work out a lot. I, I fucking I eat really healthy, you know, like I'm in my early thirties. Like there should be nothing wrong with my heart. Mm. And just just so for someone to to even try to imagine what it must be like to be like, Hey, you have post traumatic stress disorder, we're gonna give you these pills and we Fuck, might man. we we might be able to get you into like kind of a virtual reality thing. We can't make any promises, but just take these pills. See if they help you out. If your dick stops working, that's okay. Don't worry about it. You don't need your dick anyway. But you'll at least be able to think straight throughout the day. Like, well, how the hell would you? How the hell would you move on? Mm. Mm. I mean, yeah, I I I I think it. I think it takes a lot, and I think we deserve to give them more. 
and it, it, you know, just hopefully this show will continue to bring up issues and conversations, yeah. especially since we are very issue and conversationally driven society at this point. Hopefully. Especially around like this election and everything, what's happening in the NFL with Colin Kaepernick and Brandon Marshall. And now the U.S. Olympic team just made a statement saying that if you play for the Olympic team, you have to stand for the national anthem, which I think is interesting because if it's for like your club, like if you play for the Oklahoma City kickballers or whatever i don't i'm sorry i don't know what the name is <laughs> no that's it have a call it kickballers. yeah that's a, you know that's like you can take a knee like but if you're representing the united states on like a national level you should be representing them to the fullest right but at the same time like isn't that when you have the most eyes on you to make a conscious decision to try to ignite change yeah you know there's so many different there's so many different types of discussions going on, especially with what you're talking about, this situation. And sometimes I see somebody's point, somebody's perspective, and then I, I always feel though the majority of the conversations go nowhere. There's no like, there's no common ground meant. Always the basis to like uh, you know name calling and racial slurs for whatever reason. You know people's hate and emotions get the best of them, or their preconceived notions on whatever mm -hmm. it is. I just wish there was some tangible good things that would – more good things that would come about it because I feel like, for instance, um, and I'm, the name escapes me because I'm in a – my head is a, a, a flubbergaster. I just made that up. A flubbergaster. It's flabbergasted. Yeah, flabbergasted. Yeah. Um, flubbergaster. We'll put that on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> um, with the, some of the, the, the police case where some uh, a gentleman was uh, choked out, African-American gentleman was choked out and he died. He was oh, saying he couldn't okay. breathe. His family got the oh, right, and then another person who was who died in police custody, an African American woman. Her family got something like a lot of money, and then I feel like, okay, then what's the change? You know, okay, they got money, but I mean, what's thanks the for the thing? money, but I would rather have my family member back. A absolutely, yeah, not right. only yes, absolutely, but my thing is, what is what are the laws changing after that? Why aren't we? You know, what's changing after that? No, no, I just feel like we go in these fucking phases on CNN and the news, yeah. where they they push, push, push for three months or two months. This big, this you know, social uh, thing that's going on or something around the world, and they shove it in your face and, and face, and they sensationalize it, and then boom, they move on to the next thing, and then boom, they move on to the next thing. Yeah. Ratings, they don't, and they keep you here. Then you go matter. here. Then you go here, and it's like, well, well, wait a minute. Well, what the fuck really are we doing to change things? I mean, we live in a world of 140 characters, right? Like that's basically how everyone gets their news and their updates now. So like, as soon as those 140 characters out, and the new 140 characters are in. They move, but it's it you know it it's our own it, it's our own fault. It's the it, it it's the democracy that is so great that which we set up that has these flaws, and we're not really willing to examine and change these flaws for the betterment of us as a society because green still wins, right? You know, I mean, let's let let let's they just put the sorry thing, green they, still wins green uh, money, money oh, oh not, money not, sorry not marijuana although marijuana gets <laughs> hey, to win too. I thought you meant green party too. for a second. No, no, no. I don't oh, think well, they've ever won. <laughs> no, they've definitely they've definitely never won. No, I'm just saying money wins out. Like you know, and it, it, it's funny. Like what was it just in? I think it was the Huffington Post. The the FDA, which is probably the most corrupt organization we have, right? Because they allow food people within the food industry and the service industry 
to meet lackluster requirements and still serve food to us at that level. They just uncovered, discovered, discovered this thing (laughs) where most of the restaurants that you're going to eat sushi at, you're not actually eating the fish that you think that you're eating specifically within the New York area. Like there was this like thing done on the New York area and there's all these restaurants that say, Oh, you got Kobe beef. There's only two restaurants in New York that get shipped in Kobe beef. It might be a, a, a variation on Wagyu beef. I mean, I'm very big into food. Wagyu beef is 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 delicious, but don't sell me Kobe if it's Wagyu just to yeah. elevate, you know. So, the, and that's just a very small scale of what's happening everywhere. And if we're doing it, you, you know, within the food, within the 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 sustainable source that continues to keep us, you know, living, mm. you know, other than oxygen and water, like what what how. What other corners are we cutting throughout the rest of? And medications, too. It's uh, like, you yeah. know, it's bad enough with food, but, like, medications are just right. made I'm, with whatever. And yeah, you never know you, what the side effects are yeah, until well, 20 and, years later. And how do you know that, like, whatever pill you're getting is 100% that pill that you're getting? Exactly. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, you know, I mean, it's different if you're like, oh, man, hey, uh, oh, my buddy's going to get a Somali. Then you don't know what the fuck's coming in that Molly, right? <laughs> but when you go to... CVS and you get a prescription from the doctor, you expect that shit to be whatever was prescribed, yeah. 100% of whatever was prescribed, and you never really know if that's the case. Again, oh, good Lord. I uh, I think I should be emperor. You should, well, if you were, <laughs> if, if you were, I would, I would encourage you, rather than uh, 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 violently acting upon these people, putting them in a place where they could, you know, kind of like a... Uh, uh, um, uh, clockwork orange scenario i mean you don't like strap them down and brainwash them you know but put them in a place where i like that better yeah yeah. (laughs) brainwashing facilities going up everywhere well you know brainwashing could do some wonders i mean magic's great i think it's about uh actually taking action like as a society we generally always like well i'm against this and i don't like that but it's like if unless you actually contribute like how many people are always like write a letter to your your uh you know, your senator. It's like, <laughs> who does that? Like, nobody nobody actually does that. Like, I can't mm. imagine. But, like, it's just like, if we actually... Grandmothers do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They have the time. They uh, <laughs> um, but, like, if you actually give a shit about something mm. and you really want to make a change about it, like, do something more than just talk about it. Or uh, unless you have a platform that's, that's to, to be able to talk about it and right. use that to have people do stuff about it, too. It's right. like an opportunity, especially people with such big social media outlets and stuff like that. Like, use it. I We had, what was that show? Oh, my God. It was like a few episodes ago. We were talking about social media. I think it was J.R. Bourne he was on. And we were talking about the ability to have such amazing like fans is an opportunity for you to use that to ask people you know to to care about something and Mm. to do something about it and to donate or to do you know or to to write a letter or something like Mm. that and i think that's an outstanding use of like something within our industry that you can do to kind of give back to the community and create change yeah on the subject going back just a little bit um uh on ptsd and um Anxiety. Mm-hmm. I know as actors, like I'm not comparing the two because those are two completely different, and I'm not saying one is more or whatever that is. Uh, but we go through a lot of anxiety as actors, and I know a lot of our uh, listeners have anxiety of trying to make a living, just mm-hmm. in general, mm-hmm. and they want to pursue what they want to, you know, their passion. 
I'm sure you've faced anxiety as an actor and now as a parent and as a husband and being mm. away from your family. And we've had other actors who, who are, you know, have families. How do you deal with that anxiety? And if it's gotten to a level where it's been really extreme for you? Well, you know, I think I, I, I think ultimately I've been fairly lucky upon my path. Mm. Um, you know, um, my family used to, we, we, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So money was always such a huge issue. And I always used to say to myself when I was younger, when I get older and I have my own house, money is not going to be an issue. Not that I'm going to have a lot of it, but I'm just not going to make it the thing that makes or breaks what I like about life or what I'm, what, what I'm able yeah. to like actually yeah. accomplish in life, you know? And, and you know, I'm, um, so I, yes, there are, especially early on when you're when you're really trying to make it like I got out of school I was fortunate enough to be offered a one-year um, uh, acting gig at the Children's Theater Company in Minneapolis where I was an ensemble member for a year right after I graduated I went there I did six plays I was a part of that ridiculously amazing culture and uh tradition laced community i mean it was absolutely amazing if you've never been to minneapolis i would go and if you have kids and you know i mean go check out a show at the children's theater company jungle theater have you been there the jungle yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah i've yeah, seen yeah. a show there I, i've been oh, there before no the, yeah. jun- the 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 jungle's great the you know they've got the 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 big dark blue castle that is the guthrie now and mixed blood theater i mean there's just so many great opportunities yeah. there so you know i i luckily right out of school had that job and so my confidence was kicked into a higher sort of a gear. And then I came back to Chicago and I started working with Teatro Vista, which I then became an ensemble member of Victory Gardens, Goodman, Steppenwolf, Looking Glass, Chicago Shakes, and whatever sort of capacity that I could. Right. And I was constantly, constantly moving, constantly shaking, doing commercials when I could. And there was no television at the time in Chicago that was coming through. And they weren't really casting a lot of roles you know, widening the pool out of New York and L.A. to Chicago, Minneapolis, Boston, other places like that. So those opportunities were limited. But I was acting in a lot of very, 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 very low budget independent films, which, you know, is a, tends to be a hugely collaborative process on that part because there's, you know, not a lot of hoopla or money to be made off yeah. of it. It's about people wanting to tell good stories. And so I was very lucky to be surrounded in that atmosphere while while I was like cultivating, you know, m- my m- my ideas of how to attempt, you know, the craft and how to execute on the craft, and it was a very a very sort of loving sort of experience. And then yeah. in 2009, I did this play at Victory Gardens, the elaborate entrance of Chad Deity, which was this hip hop satire about an underdog Puerto Rican wrestler from the Bronx wanting to tell one perfect fucking story. Mm. Um, but having to deal with racism, capitalism, and stereotyping through the world of WWE-style professional wrestling. And that blew up, and we went to New York, and <laughs> Sorry, it became... That's an amazing, like, layered character right there. Oh, my God. It's like, like... <laughs> it's, it, you, you know, so there's five There's five characters in the play. There's uh, there's Macedonio Guerra, a.k.a. the Mace, the Puerto Rican underdog wrestler. There's Chad Deity, the titular character, who is basically the Rock and Hulk Hogan mixed in one, but he is a black black figure that is beloved by all then we have uh an, an un 
remarkable, unmistakable, fast-talking Indian kid from Brooklyn who could get any honey's number and is bad on the basketball court. Then there's a white wrestler who's the jabroni who puts on masks and just gets his ass beat by Chad Deity all the time. And then there's the white boss like Vince McMahon who runs everything and tells you, do your fucking job, get behind the mask, and go get beat in record time. So... You know, you're, and while you're grateful to have this opportunity to be doing this thing that you love, there's always someone there who's telling you, no, you don't belong here. You belong in this box, and this is how we're going to sell you. And this is the thing. So it was a, a very amazing parallel to, you know, what happens within the acting world on. On a similar similar sort of level, right. so um, you know, I, I I was I was lucky enough to get involved in that, and then we went to New York, and then it kind of became a hit there, and I I moved with New York, and I stayed from there, and then I booked my first movie, Mr. Popper's Penguins, across Jim Carrey, and then before I knew it, like a year and a half later, I booked my first series regular on Stephen Falk's other show on NBC that. Didn't make it to the air, starring Dane Cook and Jeffrey Tambor and Colette Wolf, who plays Dorothy on the show, and Joy Osmansky and myself. And then, so like I've had a very, um, a, a, a very lovely and and uh, communal sort of effort all throughout my path. So the level very of angst, I'm very very lucky, and I, it's it's not it's not your average actor sort of story. Not that I didn't bust doors down and was hitting the pavement while I was in Chicago, or even that I still do that in New York or L.A. now. But I was just very lucky that while the entire time while I've been doing that, I've just had great, strong, strong people around me who want to tell good stories. And when that's and when that's everyone's focus, no matter if you're getting paid or you're not getting paid, good shit happens to people who are involved in that sort of world, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think uh, a keystone to that, I mean, you just said it and you only – glazed over it just now but it's a main focus which I always try to push on other actors the, the work mm. you but you're still busting your ass mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you're not gonna believe me and I literally was not I couldn't believe myself like I was in that situation I'm sitting in Chicago on set and uh, one of the stand-ins comes up to me and he's so he's a very nice guy mm -hmm. I'm gonna say this right off the bat he was, a, you're a very nice guy if you're watching this right now. Super nice guy. Um, I have, you know, I respect your story, your struggle. Uh, awesome. <laughs> he came up to me and he's like, hey, like I want, um, I, I, you know, I'm, I want to be an actor and I, you know, do you have any tips for me? How long have you been? I'm like always open to share that with other artists and actors. Why not? Right. Of course. Um, you have a show about it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I do. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, and so I, he started telling me a lot of personal stuff about him, his struggle. And, you know, he was, sh he was openly sharing mm. and like really personal stuff. And, you know, I don't know if this happens to you or you, Jordan or Unical, but in, in the beginning when people would share like mad personal shit about their lives and I don't know that, like I just met them, I'm always like, uh, I'm going to. Okay, cool. I gotta go. Like this is making me way uncomfortable. Yeah, either that or I'm gonna charge you two twenty five an hour. <laughs> right. right. You know, like. But then I, I I try to have the mindset. Okay, maybe this person is going through a really tough time, and they just if they're going through such a tough time that they're sharing all this with just a random stranger, it must be really rough. So, like, do you mean like like relationships or like surgeries yeah. or like like where, where I, are we anything, going here? Like anything. What's the, what's the oddity? You know, uh, relationship <laughs> with their mom, their stepdad, how hard it is. You know, them, them maybe not graduating from uh, college and you know okay. them struggling that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, deeper and deeper. <laughs> so I've been open to that. I've been like, you know what? Just 
receive it because right. they, they're telling you for some reason. Right. And the universe is putting you in this situation for whatever reason. Uh-huh. Be open to it. So I asked them, I was like, okay, what, may I ask what your motivation is to be an actor before we, I give you any tips because we've got to cover that basis first right. because that's what gets you through the hardest times in your life. Right. And he goes, oh, like I, I want to be famous. Bye. <laughs> Straight up. And he went on like, he has, I want to have, I want to, I want to be so rich. I want people to recognize me. I want to have like a bunch of cars. And I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm like, seriously, I was like, I can't really like it was such a shock to me and i was like this is the first time it's encountered like this head on with me and i was like man i was just really honest with him like i can't help you then yeah well i i can help you i can because you're not gonna most likely you're not gonna become famous from just being an actor you're not gonna be able to make a living for you know from an actor The the stats are just there yeah um this is a craft you have to take it seriously i recommend Maybe reevaluating what you want to do, and if fame is really what you want, there's a YouTube series it's, that you, exact, you, you, you can know. start, and you can do whatever you want with that. There are pla- there are platforms now with people who have millions of views every day on whatever they decide that they're doing now on YouTube. Right, and um, I mean, I guess it depends on like what type of fame, dude, are you looking for? Because right. I mean, the thing is, if that's what your if that's what your goal is, if that's what your passion is, who the fuck am I to tell right. you like that's not the way to go about it? But I will tell you that being like a working actor, statistically speaking, the odds are not in your favor. Right. Right. And I wanted to make it clear to him and I hope I did and I hope it's becoming clear now that like you said, fame, that's fine, but don't mix it in with the real craft of acting and the storytelling <laughs> core that it is, you know, as a producer or a writer or a director, you know, whenever you, you put these things on, a true artist mm-hmm. is not doing it for the fame and the recognition, in my opinion. It's to tell that story and, and give it to those people. Oh. That's the whole purpose for me anyway. Fame and the, the money aspect is byproduct of that. I think. So he's right. in a brainwashing facility in Chicago right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I think I, I and, and like the thing is, like for me, like I, you know, it's it it's incredibly interesting because when people first started recognizing me from you're the worst, I, I I'm a private I'm a private guy, and mm-hmm. when you're walking around the streets of New York, no one really gives a fuck. Like everyone's on the same level, man. You know, like I don't care if you got a stroller or you got a limp, it doesn't matter. We're all gonna get on that subway together. You just not might not make it there as fast as me, yep. you know, like so like it, it it was always kind of interesting when people would like start recognizing me because it was just kind of like, oh, what's up? You're the worst. High five and then keep on walking by. And I didn't know if they had seen the show or they just didn't think I was a good person, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, but like but like as like time goes on and now we're in season three, like more and more people have started to come up to me and us, you know, kind of all over the place. And um, while I, I don't discourage it i appreciate people coming up and saying how much they enjoy the show and i love meeting meeting people who are digging the work that we're doing and the story that we're telling you know i i mean that part part of this business is engaging and continuing the conversation past what you see on screen you know so i feel like it's kind of my obligation so i by not not by any means am i like shying away from it but a part of me just likes to kind of you know put on my 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 headphones and and my sunglasses and like just kind of yeah. kind of go to whole foods and like you know just get <laughs> just, just kind of get my stuff and like and, and you know like and, and like be be a regular person yeah. over again but that it, it, that's a hard thing so if you are looking for fame like understand that there are 
a lot of sacrifices and your privacy is the main one that and your personal time that kind of gets stripped from you very quickly. Yeah. I yeah. feel I feel like wanting fame is not enough to be able to acquire anything. Like you can't like even like you were saying like YouTube is like YouTube like after working on YouTube I'm like holy shit there's like a lot of stuff that comes like you have to come up with a really good idea like you have mm. to be very inventive to come up with something even if it's something that's like to the general public is like this is stupid like you <laughs> still have to like come up with that stupid idea right but like it's a lot of like any 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 situation where someone's famous is like I feel like you have to apply yourself well enough to acquire that fame yeah unless you're I mean, unless you're rich already, which then you can get your fame by some other means. But uh, I don't understand Paris Hilton, but just, you know, <laughs> she's <wow>. famous. <laughs> I've, I've said this phrase before on the show before. You know, sometimes a slap in the face is better than a tap on the shoulder. So maybe, you know, this gentleman's idea of fame is, you know, something different than what it actually is. And the only way for him to learn that lesson or that experience is to experience, like, maybe he will get famous someday. And maybe he'll be like, oh, shit. I do not like this. this. Is not what I had, and that's the only way to learn things. Somehow, I know I yeah. learn like that sometimes, where I really have to experience something before I really understand it. And you know, there, I, as an actor, you know, like I'm, you you know, you you do your research. And, sure. And the best ways I've found to really understand something is to either talk to somebody who's experienced it or experience it myself. Sorry, sure. I cut you off. No, no, I was just saying, and and like don't don't underestimate like how addictive that sort of lifestyle can be. Mm. Like you, you know, I'm. I mean, I'm. You, you know, like I'm on a television. I'm. I'm on a television show that tells great stories that reaches a certain limited number of audience. Like I can still walk down the street for the most part, and like no one gives a fuck. Like if I'm walking down the street, but you know, like I do know people and have been around people that have been in like these worldwide phenomenon movies, and wherever they go, like they're completely, and that. That is a scary thing sometimes because you don't – I mean I, I know Eminem writes about it all. I was going to quote an Eminem line, but I don't think I remember it all the way. So then I don't <laughs> want to like mess him up. But, you know, it's like it, – it's it, it's a rough path even though it seems like it's a glamorous one yeah. once you get there. You know, like – and the thing is like it, it's, it's, it's worse than like any other addiction. I don't know if you guys watch BoJack Horseman. Oh, yeah. But it's I, I feel I feel like that I feel like that's kind of kind kind of like uh, a, a really good depiction about what it's like to like be on top and then to fall famously to the bottom and all you're doing is desperately trying to grab at straws to get back to the same point and it's it's, it's a scary sort of lifestyle. It seems like it's almost an addiction that you have no control over because it's one of those things where it's like that can come and then it can go mm. and then you are literally and that's always what I thought of Bojack Horseman as like a show too. It's yeah. like this person who is so immensely surrounded by fame and once you once you remove yourself from that it becomes like even more of a, a, a battle of like well like that's all you that's all you struggle for at oh, that yeah. point and it's just like what's the point of any of that and, yeah the, and i think for all of the people we've had on our show uh, i'm going to say the majority of them they find a balance in their personal lives so acting is not the only thing they do mm -mm. they have family they have other hobbies they have other career choices they have <laughs> other things they do that way whenever like one is you know, declining, they can kind of go back to that and rebalance themselves mm -hmm. and get a new perspective on it. And God forbid, you know, if acting just completely plummets, you still have this completely other life that you, you have and you go to and this sure. perspective. You know, your entire world doesn't just crumble. Sure. And but, I mean, acting is life experience. And if you're not experiencing other things in life, like how are I, I don't really see how you can plausibly 
continue to grow as an actor and as yeah. an artist. You know, I mean, there's some, there, you know, uh, there, there's sometimes where the best thing for you is not working a lot so that you can go through a dark time or a rough period or a really great period. You know, you might like fall madly deeply in love and like you're not really working as much but like you're loving and you're loving and you're loving and then before you know it like a year and a half later you're playing Romeo you know and like you can actually use the love that you've garnered and actually tangibly use it although at the time like as the actor like you're thinking like oh fuck I'm a failure I haven't worked in a year and a half when that's not necessarily always the case you know it's fuck man isn't that amazing like you could take those that those memories that you've had of experiences and as an actor just and there's something really cool in the spontaneity of a moment oh yeah which I've been finding more and more in my work kind of um, just trusting like living in the moment and just really listening to what the person is saying and that it just makes acting a lot easier <laughs> it is it is you know I've been, I, I, tr- I try to be as present as I can in life at all times now mm. you know I mean I, I, I get stuck into it sometimes where I'm like looking at fantasy football stats or checking Twitter or something like that when I'm in a group of people but I've really really tried to make a conscious effort that whenever I'm around people to engage with them as much as I possibly can and not let other things sort of distract me absolutely and I think if you know I think if you're able to like live your regular life like that 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 will directly apply over into your artistic life yeah great I'm so sorry I don't have my phone on me and I don't see a clock do we have the time it's we've just it's, that time. Just that time. Well, that time is ten o'clock. Talk, okay, we've got, we got a little bit more time. Um, <clears throat> Hamilton. Yes. <laughs> I saw your Instagram post. Oh no! That well, that that's from In the Heights. Oh, In the Heights. Excuse me. Yeah, 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 yeah no, yeah, no, yeah. no. Because okay. I'm 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 old school. Win. You know what I'm saying? Like You're old I'm, school. Win. Yeah, we were doing Chad Deedy in New York while In the Heights, right before he won the Tony and In the Heights. So like it was at I was at the height of my oh my god you look just like you look and sound just like Lin Manuel Miranda so when we met we're like you know he, I'm the evil brother and he's the, he's the <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the evil twin and he's and he's the other and he's he's since proven it uh, uh, full 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 of his story is really interesting oh man he's such a remarkable human being he really is I kind of want to have him on the show now. Well, you get, just right get, after you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just to just just to compare voice quality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, did oh, you goodness. see in the heights? Uh, I did. I did. I sat. I I got when I was there. I ha- I wasn't living. I hadn't moved fully to New York yet when I went out. I was because I knew Lynn was leaving, and I was auditioning to replace him. Mm. Um, and I hadn't seen the show yet, and I got one of those rush tickets, a $25 ticket. So I was like sitting in the front row and it blew my fucking mind. I mean, it was just, it was so good. You you know, I mean, not that, not, I don't think it's uh, uh, relevant and historically beneficial for the theater scene like Hamilton has turned out, has has become. Mm. Um, But, you know, like it, it, it definitely paved, helped pave the way for, for Hamilton and everything that's going to, yeah, have the opportunity after Hamilton for sure. Well, the director I worked with on the show called uh, on on this pilot, uh, Chicago Justice, his name is Fred Berner, and he w- he w- I was kept hearing him say like, I, I need to s- I I'm just watching, and if I if it's interesting to watch, like he he kept forgetting to say cut, mm. and so he's like I, I'm just interested in what I'm watching, and I'm that's what's really important to me whenever I'm casting, 
am I, will I sit down and watch this dude? Right. And I feel like that's the way with this, uh, you know, uh, Lin guy and, and, and this Lin guy. <laughs> this Lin guy, he's this, interesting to watch. This phenomenon, that's this guy. What's his name? It's Lin, a, Lin what? It's, it, his, his performance is very raw. So you always feel like it's just off the top of his head. Well, you know, I mean, that's, you know, that, that, that's what he's done. I mean, he's part of this group called Freestyle Love Supreme. Um, which Chris Jackson mm. is in it, uh, you know, because they all went to Wesleyan together. Tommy Kale, um, my good buddy Utkarsh Ampadukar is is in it. Um, um, who, funnily enough, the character of Vigneshwar Padjuar from Elaborate Entrance of Chad Didi is based on Utkarsh Ampadukar. Um, and so, like, they just they just freestyle kind of about anything. You know, wow. and like, and and so like that that rawness that he has when he's like lights up on Washington Heights up at the break of day. I wake up and I got this little punk. I gotta chase away. You know, I mean, like that's just like Lynn and them like playing like playing around from what I've seen. Yeah. And he like basically took it and made it into Ugh. what it was today. So he like took like um, a modern day cipher and put it on stage basically. <laughs> you know, and just said, boom, we're gonna put some. You know, we're gonna add a little. We're gonna add drama. We're gonna add a, a, a really element story. We're gonna throw some love in here. We're gonna throw some family in here. And you know what? Boom, 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 boom. I'm just gonna write it out. And like, there you go. Like his, like, like I've, 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 I've seen them just like start going like on the street, and I'm just like absolutely amazed. Like I have no idea. And like I, and like I can rap. I'm good with spoken word, but my mind does not work like that. I just do not. And it's just like so politically and and culturally present like while they're doing it it's just like it blows me away every time you ever see him on jimmy fallon oh yeah when he did those three random words oh and yeah he, and i was just like oh what that is so good <laughs> yeah and then he did, so it, he did it at the white house with obama that'd be scary i know i would accidentally curse or say something horrible <laughs> like, I'm like well, that's all right Malia, Sasha, they've heard everything at this point. <laughs> um, th but like rap battles, you ever watch those on YouTube? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, have you guys seen these? Like, like they get intense. Yeah. And they talk about like really personal shit. About I mean, that's where Biggie Smalls was discovered. I did not know that. Yeah. And a cypher in New York. Wow. Boom. And a cypher? Yeah, well, a, a cypher is like a circle of people that get together. You got certain people beatboxing, certain people rapping, oh, all collectively wow. as a group. You're, you're, you know, uh, homogenizing like this, th this moment, this story, this rap that's kind of happening. You know, I kind of want to do it now just because I know it makes me feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> like I feel like I would just be like so awkward in there. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's all I would say. Sometimes that's yeah. all. Sometimes all one person needs is a yeah. He's our yeah guy. He's our yeah. He's our hype man. He's like flavor flavors. Like yo, yeah. <laughs> what? It's your boy. Uh, I'm much more mellow. Just like yeah, yeah. Just at the end of everything. Oh yeah, one. that's good right there. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> wonderful alliteration. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, Poet uh, poetry night then would be better oh, for me. Maybe, maybe I'll try it. I'll let you know. Do the yeah, let me know. The, the, uh, do it live on Facebook. We can all see it. <laughs> we have um, to do that now. Live poetry slam. Oh uh, yeah, that's another uh, podcast. <laughs> um, thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks for having me, man. Seriously, absolute pleasure. Um, Sorry to the listeners if we got too deep, but uh, sometimes shit gets rural. <laughs> no apologies, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> try to throw some jokes in there for you. <laughs> um, no, seriously, thanks for coming. It was an absolute pleasure having you on. Uh, when does season three air? Sometime? Uh, well, it, it, it started airing August 31st. August 31st. Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. on FXX. Uh, episode four airs next Wednesday, 
because well, this what, airs Tuesday. This, so tomorrow, tomorrow, uh, episode four will air, and uh, you can get seasons one and two on Hulu, or iTunes, or FX Now, or Amazon, or whatever illegal site you download shit from and watch on your television. <laughs> Not YouTube. that I not that I prom- not not <laughs> not that I promote the latter, but I uh, do think we're we're telling some great stories on on TV, and I, I would like you to see it in whatever way possible. Yeah, if you pay three bucks for a cup of coffee, I think you could pay three bucks for an episode. For an episode, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. I got Nicole on it; she started watching it. Coffee? Oh, that was right. <laughs> <laughs> a coffee. <laughs> yeah, on my Hulu account. Maybe that's, it's not. That's don't, illegal. Don't, yeah, no, it's not. Is it not? I don't know. <laughs> Shut up. It's totally not. They don't know that you're not in two places at one time. Right? She um, watches it at my house on oh, my account. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and why is this IP address? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, apparently, I think that is illegal on Netflix. Like you're not allowed to share. Yeah, it. I think you. It can't be streaming on more than two devices at the same time. But Hulu lets you go up to like eight or something. Yeah. Like Jeez. That. Yeah, but I kind of at like all right. So I watch a lot of football. I bought this NFL Sunday ticket thing mm. because we don't have Direct TV, and I want to be able to like I'm 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 jumping on flights a lot. You know, like I just want to be able to like catch the game. You know, like when I'm going or listen to it or whatever. Yeah. And it will only allow you to stream on one platform at a time. Oh, wow. Like I've tried I, – this morning I opened it up on the computer and then I tried to open it up on my phone and it wouldn't let me. Then I tried to open it up on my iPad and my phone and it wouldn't let me. So it was like only one device at a time. And like it – you know, television is going that way. So eventually we're going to be able to stream everything all the time anywhere that we want to. Yeah. Right. No, NFL is really no, but picky, but you, you, you should check out Twitter. Twitter is live streaming the games now. Thursday night games. Oh, not Sunday night. Thursday night games. Not the Sunday day games, not the Sunday night. Gotcha. Uh, but the Thursday night games there, which is it is interesting because I guess Twitter's going to start becoming a television platform now as well. I mean, Yeah, they started doing videos. Yeah, so I mean, be... might as well. I mean, I watch all of my television on my Apple TV anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, you pay 15 bucks a month for – HBO, you pay a little bit here for Showtime, and then, you know, just borrow somebody's username and password for their <laughs> AT and T account. You get, you get live Anything ESPN and HGTV. What else do I need in my life? Um, before we go, any last piece of advice for for actors or artists out there? Um, yeah, um, know this: you're never competing against anyone. You're competing against yourself and the preparation time that you give yourself. And as long as you do what you want to do when you're in that audition room, that writer, director, producer, casting director, whoever the hell it is, they will remember you. It may not be for this project, but it will be for another project. So when you go in there, do your thing. Don't feel like you failed. Don't feel like you've lost. You've actually really won. And later on, you'll, you'll, you'll see that to be the case. Wonderfully said, Desmond. Thank Thanks. you so much, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jordan. How are you? Thank you for coming here again. I'm hanging in there. I got. I was. I just flew back from Louisiana last night. Ooh. So it's uh, interesting. We're all like best, jet setters. Best food ever. Uh, best food ever. Louisiana. Oh my God. New Orleans. Southern cooking. The yeah. the gumbo. The freaking beignets. beignets the fried beignets. chicken. Oh my God. So crazy. I'm I'm going back. Wow. Yeah, it's done. And the southern hospitality. It's freaking amazing. The people, everybody's so nice down there. The only thing, the only thing I, I don't like, the only thing, I, not that I don't like, I don't care for, is that you can still smoke inside every bar oh. establishment. 
Oh yeah. And yeah. It, I I'm I don't know. I don't think I'm a, allergic to cigarette smoke, but it definitely like it it affects me. It, it affects my respiratory yeah. system in an immediate sort of way. So I just go uh, outside with my drink and hang out on the street or whatever, which is do, totally cool. I didn't do many bars. We oh well, we were there for a film festival because our film was there. Oh, so nice. it was kind of nice to like and they like flew us out there. It was like so much generosity and then we went to new orleans on the way out and it was just like oh that place is they're so it's so historical it's so just like yeah. alive it's I, oh, and the music there's the music yeah. there's amazing the jazz the cajun oh. everything oh. oh love all of it so oh. i i can't wait to go back yeah <laughs> but i'm tired as hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's cool <laughs> <laughs> i'm literally like on up. a two second yeah. delay I, I i apologize i really don't know what's going on I'm gonna take some vitamins or something when I there get you home. Go. Yeah, you need a to you get a B12 B12 shot. Oh yeah, I heard that now. Uh, too much B B vitamins now causes like some problems. Prostate cancer? No, I, don't I hear know. the I FDA know. is permitting these. I don't know, man. Anymore, <laughs> I'm just trying to eat healthy. I'm trying to eat lots of vegetables, clean, yeah. Yeah. organic meats. Of course, uh, just trying to be healthy. Although now we'll see. Well, we'll find out soon in the next year and a half. Uh, all these things that we've been eating that are organic yeah, may right. not necessarily be organic. Now I, now I can't get sushi anymore. I'm going to be constantly well, then, thinking well, about that. You know, this is, yeah, I mean, I get, but that's you gotta the thing. you got to go to like, a real sushi place. Like, you got to pay the extra I, bucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, but like, I know, I'm like, come on, you got to pay the extra bucks, cheap. man. You got to quit going to Yashinawa, okay? Oh, God. Which, Yo, oh, yeah. it was, which I've, I've never eaten at Yashinawa before, but that's one step up from Panda Express or yeah, one I, step I, down? Like, I what is it? Because I, I know Panda Express is Chinese and Yoshinawa is Japanese, so I'm not trying to say that either one is one step above the other. I'm just talking about food quality. I'm, I, I just cannot do Panda Express. I, I, don't, do, I don't do fast food Chinese. I, like, I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't do it. I don't do fast food except for, like, In-N-Out Burger. Oh my god! And that's and that's very rare. I mean, but I I go I go, I go to taco stands and stuff. But yeah, those are like legitimate people, you know, not a corporation. Yeah, selling, exactly. Selling me that's not, yeah. sludge nuggets. Yeah, I'm always nervous to go to some taco stands. Do you know any good ones around the city? I like Cactus a lot. There's um, this one right next to the Virgil that this taco yeah. truck that I don't remember the name of it, but it's right there, Santa Monica and Virgil. Good quality food. Uh, or Sunset and Virgil, yeah, yeah, okay. tasty stuff, tasty stuff. But I like cactus on vine. Cactus? I, I call it cactus. It's cactus, but cactus. I'm <laughs> cactus. I'm, cactus. I'm going to copy you. There you go. <laughs> um, thanks, Nicole. Good luck on your audition. You're gonna, you're gonna rock it. Kill it. Yeah. Uh, thanks to our listeners. She's like, I know. can you finish it so I can go to it? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and we're out. <laughs> th- uh, thanks to our listeners. I know it's been a couple of weeks uh, since we've had a new episode, but uh, I've been in Chicago. We had our 10-minute live Facebook feed uh, with Philip Winchester. Check that out if you haven't already. It was kind of like a mini episode for you guys while I was on location. Uh, scheduling was really hectic, and um, I just didn't have uh, ample opportunity to record something. So uh, hopefully that makes up for it. Don't and- apologize for yourself. Just don't. I'm apologizing t- uh, to the listeners, oh. and because I like them a lot, and they're, they're, they're the good stuff. They're, they're good, good stuff. stuff. They're uh, good stuff. Thanks to GBB Studios. Uh, thanks to everybody. Uh, much love, everybody, and uh, always remember to listen, think, and then talk.